This is a moment in wine and hip hop. Brought to you by Crew Love. Blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop. Wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh, yeah. You'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the, the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. I got a legend in the game. We got Mr. Kenny McLeod, man. Ken, how you doing, man? All right, how you doing? Thank you. Thank you for joining me on Wine and Hip Hop, you know. This is a long time coming, man. You you basically a part of the family. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know? But thank you for joining us on the show, man. You know, you are so deep in the game here. You know, you um, play bass, produce. You've worked with some legendary acts in your time, man. You know, um, now the people would like to know, though, are you much of a wine drinker? Oh, yeah. I sip on a little, you know, wine every now and then. My uh, Cabernet and, you know, <laughs> and then, of, of course, uh, Licata. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely some Licata. Now, one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on this show was because one of the um, the big groups that you've worked with is Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, I really want to get into that. Like, my brother is a diehard Bone fan, so we've been seeing your name on credits for years now. Yeah. <laughs> That's you right. know what I'm saying? So, so we definitely got some ill questions about that. But one of the coolest things about, um, I think, your connection with wine is the um, the city of Bone. Now, Bone is is a commune in France in um, within a, a, a region called Burgundy, mm-hmm. and Burgundy is known for super high end wines. Um, they make mostly pin- mostly Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Bone is like the the business center of Burgundy, you know, so it's a very important part of that region. But outside of that, man, they make amazing wine, man. So, you know, we just, we sipping on some some bone, and we're going to talk right. about some bone thugs. That's right. <laughs> you know, bone in the house today. Exactly, man. How did you, how did you, when did you um, start producing music? Uh, <clears throat> I was in a group before then. Before I started producing music, multiple groups, you know. Mm. Back in the day, you had a whole band, you know, with the whole group. Everybody played the instrument and, you know, you did your thing. So I was um, in many groups. And then I moved to L.A. And uh, I got in a group here, and we named it Onyx. And Mm. me and Shock G, we were all in the group together. Mm. I found Shock G uh, at a car wash, I mean, at a car lot. He was cleaning a car. I I was looking at the car at the time, and he saw the equipment in the back of my car, and and uh, he said he wanted to join a band, so he came along and joined and hooked right up with us, and you know he that's, became part of the group. You that's crazy. Your RP rest in peace, G, man. Yeah. Word, yeah, you know that's real. I was reading um, an open letter that he wrote the other day. <clears throat> deep stuff. That's a deep brother, man. And like oh, yeah, he's he very deep. Real, he always ain't realized. Yeah. That's wild, man. So you started working with Shock G at first. Like, what was he like just as a young buck coming up, man? Oh, he was into the Parliament, Funkadelic, George Clinton thing. You know, his keyboard was all laced up. He had stickers all over the keyboard. <laughs> 
He had chains hanging off the keyboard, actually a chain that went all the way around the keyboard with loops <laughs> on it, you know. And he, he was real funky with it, and that was his thing. That's what he did, you know. That's hilarious. You know? Nah, man, that, that's wild. Like, so what is your, like, because you also um, delve into, like, the palm and funkadelic style of music. Like, you enjoy, like, playing bass, right? Like, what, um, do you prefer hip-hop or uh, more funky? Well, I come from a school music. of funk, you know. So it was more like funk. I said, you know, I was a guitar player in multiple bands, you know. And um, just got into the, you know, playing multiple instruments. Mm. Got into the recording and uh, got into the digital world and just transferred a lot of the old analog technique into the digital technique, you know. Which is not easy. Yeah. Which is not easy. A lot of people don't make that transition. Huh? <laughs> they don't embrace they it. Yeah, yeah. they stuck in the old school, you know. Like still driving that horse and buggy, huh? <laughs> you know. Shooting a musket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got to reload. <laughs> nah, man. That but um not I think that's something that's really unique about your style though. Like um so coming up, what was it like when you connected with Bone Thugs? Like how how did that how did that transition happen? Well, I was in the studio and working on multiple artists, and uh, uh, one of my clients, DJ Unique, uh, I was working with him a lot, you know, helping him out with his beats and stuff, and mm -hmm. uh, we ended up, uh, he ended up hooking up with Eazy-E, and Eazy-E came down to the studio. He heard the sound that was coming from the black hole, so he came down, and he ended up bringing all his groups to the black hole from... Uh, you know, GBM to Menage to, mm. you know, Dreister, everybody was there. And we had started working out on some of the Ruthless Records uh, material. And then uh, one early morning, uh, Easy came back in town and early in the morning was like, he had this new group, you know, let's work on this new group uh, named Bone from Cleveland. So we got a He wasn't early. talking about the wine, though. <laughs> no, he was talking about the group. Yeah. Uh, five, I mean, yeah, it was five of them from the street, you know. <clears throat> I mean, four of them, actually. Yeah. Busy, crazy, lazy, wish, and flat. Not five. Yeah. There you go, five. Yeah. See, I'm a little slow on that. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I, in my head, I'm like, which busy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's five of them. It was five of them. <laughs> then uh, Flesh had went away for a minute, yeah. so I made it four for a yeah, minute, you yeah. know, but Flesh came back, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Flesh was there in the beginning. Everybody, all five of them were there, you know. Yeah, during the Eternal East 1999 album, Flesh was locked up, right? Like that's when he was kind of like away. Yeah, he sort of did his thing then. But back to Easy Record, yeah, I gotta yeah, inject yeah, yeah. this. Yeah. Easy brought them in the studio. We worked on all the music like one week, you know. Bone them had a lot of ideas of the music that they wanted in their head already. So mm -hmm. they just sort of, um, you know, hummed it out and I replayed it and made it come to life and added a few more parts to it and made it what it is, you know. 
and we put it together like that and and we did that in you know a week or two so uh, two weeks later it's on the radio you know i'm hearing thuggish ruggish bone and all this that's easy that's how powerful he was and mm. how quick he got stepped to the radio you know yeah when he knew he had something hot yo that's real man so bone because it's interesting because they um they were really to my knowledge the first rappers that came in with harmonies you know like mm -hmm. mixing the flow Harmony with lyrics, you know, I mean, shit, Bone Thugs in Harmony, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, they had that little melodic flow. Yeah. When they first came through the studio, you know, they had a little different kind of style. Their little cadence was a little different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, what they really brought to the game is the style of triplets, if you if you know. Yeah. They brought triplets to the game. And, you know, uh, when they first came in, they were da 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 you know, like that. And we used to call them little Indians, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But those little Indians turned out to be something really great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's wild, man. So you and you worked with them all the way from like the first album. Yeah, like the first album was crazy. So the first album didn't really get the note, the same notoriety that the second album got. Like, well, no, right out the box, uh, they had a. Thuggish Ruggish Bone it came was out. Creep on the Come Up. Creeping on the Come Up. Yeah. So and that, that pop. that's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. You know, most people say, oh, that's my favorite. That's record. when they was the Raws. You know, they was raw. <laughs> they was coming with it. They was hungry. Yeah. They came out, you know, with and that new style. And I love them and Easy on tracks together, man. Like, oh, yeah, when they, him and Easy got. Slanging on the corner. Yeah. Standing on the corner straight, slanging rocks. Oh, shit. Here comes a motherfucking cop. Oh, yeah. He did his thing <laughs> on there. Yo, Easy, Easy had a, a vibe on the tracks, man. What was he like? What was it like working with him in the studio? Oh, Easy, he was a down to earth, real down to earth person, you know. Uh, still doing regular stuff that me and you do every day, you yeah. know. He, he didn't look at himself as bigger or better than nobody. He was he was down, still, you know, smoking weed, doing yeah. everything, you yeah. know. He was a cool ass brother, That's dope. you know, that had power that showed us some things and. Put everybody on. I looked at him. He was a, a little brother that was going around blessing everybody, you know. Mm. All right, y'all can work on this, and he'll put it out, and bam, you sold millions. Yeah. Now you in the loop with it, too, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's a brother bringing blessings your way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And he had the power to do that, so, I mean, shit, look what he did for Dre and everybody else, you know. He's, like, responsible for gangster rap. When you think about it, like NWA, like before them, who was doing gangster shit? Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, they put it out there real raw. Yeah, right? you know, and they that gave was it to real like easy. It, gave it to them like it should be, you know. That's wild, man. But um, <clears throat> getting back to the the working with Bone, so you know they came in and they would like hum these harmonies and then you play them and then 
you guys will make magic. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Putting it together. Every time I think about Bone, like I go back to that um Eternal East nineteen ninety nine album. Like mm-hmm. that whole album had like this kind of like scary vibe, like this yeah. weird aura to it. Like Where where did that come from? Well, Bone them they came with you know, like I said, they came with their ideals like that of how they wanted to go, and then between that and coming to the to the black hole, you know, where me and D, DJ Unique we all. DJ Unique had his sound, you know, he yeah. brought the darkness to it mm-hmm. as well as the um, the studio and uh, Bone them had their own dark sound that they wanted anyway. Yeah. The first five songs we did were like were like that, that they had in their mind already, you know. Mm. So we just took that vibe right there and kept rolling with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Creeping on a come up, um, the first album, it was pretty short. It was a short album. Was did you guys mean to make that album like short or was it like it was an EP? It, it was an EP, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was. It was a new artist, Easy had. So, I mean, why do a whole album? You put an EP out yeah. first and see what it do. Yeah. That was a smart business move on his end, I thought. Yeah, cause it went, man. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. You ain't know we had visuals. Subscribe to the original Wine and Hip Hop channel on YouTube for shows like Wine and Hip Hop TV. AKA the podcast on steroids. Or watch us pair our favorite food from the hood with different wine from all over the world on our food parent show, Tasting Notes from the Streets. We got the most original wine content in the game right now. Hit subscribe and bear with me. So tell me a little bit about um, your lifestyle with wine. You know, like. I appreciate a brother that can appreciate wine, you know, and you genuinely enjoy it. You know, like, at what point in your life did you start saying, like, all right, we ain't going to sip so much honey and we going to transition over to, you know, trying some wine? Well, see, that's the whole thing about it. The reason why I'm a wine drinker because the hard liquor, I can't handle the hard liquor, burn my inside. Mm. So ulcers and all that started happening. So I'm not a hard liquor drinker. If I drink something, it got to be something sweet with some, you know, mm-hmm. it tastes like Kool-Aid almost, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so just to enjoy myself and not go through the burning effect, you know, I have grandma, yeah, I can mess with that a little bit. That's, that's yeah. okay. But Smooth. other than that, like wines or some something light or champagne or wine, yeah. you know, that's about it. You know, you know I'm a weed smoker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we relate. We relate on that. We connect on that. <laughs> You know? <laughs> so just to give the audience a little background, we drinking some Joseph Druin Claude de Mouchet. Oh yeah. And, this- and it's slapping, you know, it's a Pinot Noir. Uh as we mm-hmm. mentioned from Bone. And once again, man, we rocking out on some on chopping it up about some dope old Bone Thugs and Harmony, man. So another question. <clears throat> Favorite record, man. Like now 
you know, looking at everything. They say 2020 is hindsight, right? Mm -hmm. Now looking at, excuse me, Bone Thug's career, like which joint would you say was that one? With Bone? Yeah. Um, And is that your favorite record that you guys did together? Well, I would have to actually go with Thuggish Ruggish Bone because that's the one that brought him out in that one. Diamond out, even though Crossroads got a Grammy and everything, but only thing about that is Crossroads was a sample of the Isley Brothers. So, mm. but Thuggish Ruggish Bone was just you know straight original stuff. You know, yeah. little guitar line I played in there from an old song, but little ding ding, that was it. But yeah. everything else is just straight you off. Know the head, you know what's funny? Like I remember. Um, I think you went at Mike's wedding. You might have started playing the line from Thuggish Ruggish Bow, and I picked it up real quick. I'm like, yo, hold up, because that it was so iconic, man. And they definitely had a lot of those iconic bass lines, you know. So yeah, I think it's dope to um, yeah, that was that was a jam, man. Like yeah. seeing those dudes walking up the block with the afros out, <laughs> you know, that was when they afros wasn't even that big. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, they had everybody wanting to get froze at that time. <laughs> yeah, back then that was uh SP twelve hundred and the uh Juno one oh six. I was using to SP. generate those sounds, yeah. Yeah. Nah, the SP still rolls, man. Yeah. It's For the SP twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm telling you, I used to I grew up in studios, you know, like Oh my! And I always admired people that made beats. I could. I was one of those people. Like I would love to make beats, but I was never good at it. You right. know. At least I tried, but I was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I could rap, but the beats, forget about it. But like watching dudes work on the Triton, you know, seeing them on the MP. Like this is. I came up in like the Swiss Beats era mm-hmm. when everybody was on keys heavy. You know. So I tried and failed, man. I have so much mm-hmm. respect <laughs> for producers. <That's> right. <laughs> on that level but um boom y'all in the studio and first of the month it's completed completed. Completed. first of the month that was mostly inspired by musically it was inspired by uh one of my employees that worked for me at the time at the (laughs) black hole recording studio his name was tony c and he was a great musician as well so he ended up, you know, the little line. That was his style of playing and everything like that. So he influenced that song a lot, and that was mostly a lot of his influence. So mm. I said, when I heard it and they did, I said, that was a great job, Tony. <laughs> you know? Yo, I'm telling you, man, that, that's wild. And, like, um, so a song like Crossroads. Boom, 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 boom. You know, that, I feel like that took Bone out of here. Like, that made him, like, household name, yeah. you know. Did they play Crossroads and McDonald's commercials? Like, that, that, <laughs> that feels like that era, man. So, now, as you see the success for Crossroads and the audience start to change for Bone Thugs, like, did you start to notice any changes in the group dynamic and the way that music was being made? Um, like, did 
did the response from the fans start to affect the way that um, the approach towards music was and trying to make more music sounding like sounding like Crossroads or yeah pretty much sticking to the formula but uh, they like I said they did change music a lot on the yeah. way people started rapping they tried to start sounding more like Bone and doing the triplet thing and, yeah you know using the heavy uh, bass lines or 808 to you know, and bringing in the triplets uh, on the hi-hats and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And you worked with a lot more um, groups than just Bone, man. Like, work with, like, the Outlaws and everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't want to ask you the Sophie's Choice question. Like, you know, what, um, do you have a favorite that you've worked with over all these years? Like, what um, act stands out to you? I mean, of course, Bone was, you know, one of the biggest ones. So yeah. that's that's my favorite one. And, you know, me and uh, Busy Bone, we were real tight. You know, mm. we kept everything going. And, that's you know, and, and Flesh is doing his thing real big right now. Yeah. And Lazy and, you know, Crazy. They about to do a show. Um, and Wish is just laying in the pocket at home a lot. But he comes <laughs> out every now and then and do his thing, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, um, then, you know, I work with a lot of people out here in in L.A., you know, uh, a lot of the West Coast artists, pretty much everybody out here from Snoop to, you know, Battle Cat, that's my people. And, you know, mm. and we work with a lot of artists and new and upcoming artists, you know. Yeah. What um what new artists are you feeling right now? Uh, the Baby is nice. You know, yeah. I, I like his style and the, what he's doing with the music and taking the 808 and... Uh, hitting the low frequencies and, and tuning it and making it do mm. what it do, you know, taking away the old baseline, the update stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. I, I, y'all would love to hear the baby on some of your production. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that, that would be dope, man. And um, I got to ask now, like, top five MCs, you know, does um, are, do you think more about, like, the song quality that an artist is making, or are you someone that really thinks about the lyrics first? Uh, sort of both. You know, I, I look at the lyrics, and the lyrics, wh- what it's saying, and the message that it's getting across, you know, and and the way that it's done, you know. Yeah. That's, so, that's what I'm looking at, you know. So figure, so top five, like one through five, who would you go um, artist out like right now? So we already got the baby. Mm-hmm. So um, what are some other artists that stand out? Uh, uh, I like, you know, like Ty Dolla Sign, you know? Yeah, yeah, Ty Dolla Sign is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and his dad play in a band together. Get out of here. Yeah. He comes off like someone that came from a musical family, like yes, big his dad time. plays trumpet. Yeah, yeah. He's a trumpet player in our band, you know? That's dope. He's real talented. And he, he passed it on, you know, the whole little crew, DJ Mustard and all them over there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we got the baby. We got Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. This would be a dope posse track, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, doing music all these years, like, what continues to inspire you? Good music, creative ideas and minds. Mm. The most creative person is usually the one out there winning, you know. Who's gonna get creative with it? Do something new and different, you know? They, who's gonna be that trendsetter? Yeah. The next, 
You know, are they doing it like that now? Nah, everybody doing it like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. There was this thing T-Pain was, did you see this video the other day? Mm-hmm. But he was like, he was complaining. He was like, yo, do different shit. Do some different music. We have all the shit that you're doing. We already have it. Lil Uzi Vert is already doing it. Lil Baby is already doing it. The Baby is already doing it. It's literally two niggas with Baby in their names that's already doing all the music you want. Do something else. Do something else. That's it. That's all we want. Do something else. Holy shit. Oh yeah, I saw that. He was screaming it too, <laughs> all loud. Do something different, show me. Yeah, that he, he right. He's, He's right. A, <laughs> yo, yeah. they said that he went into depression when they like. I think Usher told mm-hmm. them that he ruined music. Yeah. with the auto tune. Like, what's your opinion on that? You know, I mean, I, I always love the auto tune because auto tune, not only auto tune, waves tune, all kind of melodyne, whatever. You know, it's a way of Okay, if somebody's slightly off, what you just gonna deal with it and just let it, or you gonna try to correct it? Yeah. It gives you a way to correct things that are not all the way, you know. And then you can use it as a creative tool as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not that you're trying to correct something, but just to use it for the sound effect that it gives, you know. Yeah, man. And it simulates close to a talk box, and so I have to know how to play a keyboard and talk box. You can simulate it that way, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But you know, I think it's a good creative tool if used in the right way, not overused to where it look like you depend on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's some people like that out there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people like that, man. This is real, bro. So how you feeling about the wine so far? Oh, yeah. It's, it's real smooth and sort of thick and rich, you know? Mm-hmm. I also like like Chardonnay pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, nah, yo, see, man, that's that's a wine drinker's wine right there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, well, my, one of my buddies, Gary Greenberg, he's a bigger music attorney. He turned mm-hmm. me on to that one, and yeah, he he knows about his wines. That's the funny thing, though. Like, wine is such a a social tool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, especially in in your world when you start dealing with all these big music execs and so forth. You could connect on a bottle of wine, you know, like real easy, man, real easy. That's right, definitely. Um, but nah, man, I'm I'm interested. So, so what's next for you? Like, what's what's the next phase of Kenny McLeod looking like? I'll just keep grinding and you know, uh, looking for these new young artists to put somebody out there, you know. Mm, got you. So you working with a lot of younger artists? Yeah, a lot of artists every day. Like so, what? Who are some of the new artists that um, people should be looking out for? Uh, one guy named K. Rowley. Mm. Yeah, he, he's real good. Uh, K. Rowley's a dude we should be looking for. <laughs> yeah, he's from yeah. out here. Yeah, he's from Africa, actually. Oh wow, damn! I know. <laughs> Yo, music is going global, man. <laughs> streaming, streaming, taking it somewhere else. Streaming is letting letting it go somewhere else, and Africa is like blowing up on a whole different level. Them dudes could spit too. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. You you could tell like I'm on I'm one of those people that's about lyricism, man. Like that's what I liked about Bone. They brought both of those things together. You yeah. know, like they was still spitting and still you know still talking about real things, and you know religious dudes too, man. That shit always kind of bugged me out because there was like 
some kind of demonic stuff a little bit. You know, but then again, they were very religious in their music still. <laughs> like, it was kind of this, it was a little back and forth, man. So it was interesting. That's um, right. <laughs> um, nah, thank you for, for sitting with me and, and chopping up with me about this wine and the the amazing times that, that you've had in this music industry, man. It's, it's sure, sure. serious business, man. My pleasure. But yo, appreciate you, man. It's another episode of Wine and Hip Hop. Yeah, yeah. This was a moment in Wine and Hip Hop brought to you by Crew Love.